0: Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.
1: What's up, my ballers? This segment for Quiet Time with God is all about happiness. And I'm going to just talk about Proverbs 16 and 20. And it says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, and blessed in Greek means happy. So I think that you know, if you give heed and trust the Lord, you know you will be happy. And you know, um, pastor, my pastor Joshua Jodera, he's awesome. Um, you know, I just learn from him, and you know, I, you know, go to church on Sundays or live stream it, and I try to incorporate what he says into my into my quiet time with God as well so um most of this stuff is from him <laughs> so um i just want to also um you know just incorporate what he says um into my in my my time with God so um secret to happiness according to the word of God is to have good relationships you know relationship with God relationship with yourself relationship with family with friends and with your community you know, it takes hard work to be in a true relationship. You know, it's not easy. Um, it's a commitment and it could be, you know, quality relationships is what's important. You know, it's messy, it's complicated, it's hard work. Um, but if you really dedicate it to taking the time to really make a good relationship with people, you know, it's, it's worth it. And, you know, um, Matthew 5 is what he told us to read. And I did read it. Um, And, you know, it was just saying, you know, eight times Jesus was talking about eight, you know, ways or quality or characteristics that we should have in order to, you know, get into the kingdom of God into into heaven. And, you know, we have to be right with God. We have to be right with people. You know, we have to have, you know, just be humble and and be uh, of service to people and, you know, just love each other. And um, I think that's really important, you know, to love each other and not hate each other. Um, And there were five people that, you know, the pastor told us that should be in our lives. Five types of people. And the first one is a cheerleader. You know, someone who really believes in you and people who really believe in you that don't, even when you don't believe in yourself, they believe in you and they can encourage you and tell you to keep going. And not give up. Another type of person that should be in your life is a mentor. You know, someone that really pushes you, that really wants you to keep going, that, you know, points you in the right direction and gives you wisdom and instruction. And a third person that should be in your life is a coach. Someone that is going to say, you know, don't give up, keep going, that's going to really be tough on you. And, you know, just like a basketball coach, you know, they're not going to let you slack off. Or, you know, just do whatever. You know, they're going to motivate you to keep doing what you need to do to get where you want to be. And a fourth person is a friend. Someone that has a heart for you. You know, that's going to, you know, do, just be a friend. You know, when times are rough or when things are not going your way or, you know, things are going bad. You know, so they're going to be there no matter what. You need a friend like that. And the fourth, fifth person is a peer, you know, someone that is, uh, you know, your, your equal, someone that wants you to succeed and, and just really encourages you. So you need those five people in your life, um, you know, to have a true relationship, to have, to be blessed, to be happy. And, you know, just to really, um, you know, just be a happier person when you have a relationship with people, you're not isolating yourself. You're not trying to, you know, think that you're better than everyone else or anything like that. Um, you know, it's a commitment. It, c- it takes commitment to really, you know, nurture these relationships. Um, and you know, like we're, I feel like we're houseplants. You know, you know, we need nurturing. We need, you know, sunlight and 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 gardening and and just people that will you know, will be there for you. So. Um that is all I want to say for this segment of you know quiet time with God. I hope it gave you some inspiration, some wisdom, some encouragement. And you know, really just you know be careful who you hang around with and who you you know associate with and just just love on people and I just want to leave y'all with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? This segment of Baller of the Week goes to Jeremy Lin, and he is the first Asian American to play for the NBA, and I really admire him because he's been speaking out against the the, the, the heinous crime that happened, the mass shootings, um, eight Asian women were killed, and he's really used his voice and his platform to really um, just, you know, just speak out against this racism and that's what it is racism and so um, I think that he has a great story as well um, because he's not he's not a stranger to racism as well you know just because he's a you know he's Asian he's you know he's you know he's from Los Angeles and he's not from China he's not natively from China or Taiwan I believe he's Taiwan and so um, I think that you know, it's really um, a great testament to him to really, you know, use his platform and his voice. Um, I was watching a video uh, interview with him uh, with PBS and, you know, it really spoke out to me because, you know, we all deal with some kind of racism as a minority um, and not we don't, we shouldn't compare each other um, as far as, you know, blacks or, you know, Asians or you know, Hispanics or just anyone in minorities, we all should come together and love each other. And that what that's what he is all about, you know, just love and empathy and compassion for others. And, you know, even when he was this, uh, somebody had called him coronavirus, you know, while he was at a game, and he could have lashed out at him or, you know, really just, you know, played him or, you know, he didn't, he's not even talking about it in the media to where he's, you know, giving out names, you know, they actually came to a, a talk to each other and really, he forgave the guy, you know, for calling him that and just, you know, because that was uncalled for, Um, but he really loves, you know, he, he's a Christian, so he, he loves people and he he, he believes in forgiveness and you know he believes forgiveness is rewarding and purposeful which is so true i believe that so hard wholeheartedly because you know forgiveness is not for you know that person you know it's for you you know if you got to forgive other people so you can move on with your life and you know keep doing great things like he's doing you know and you know i just really wanted to talk about that um because you know everybody goes through things you know you don't know who what, what experience people are having. And he, because just because he's famous, he's not immune, you know, to being targeted. And he, he's not afraid to be vocal now. He used to be afraid, you know, but now he is, you know, ready to really just speak out and, and fight back and not, you know, be quiet and be silent. So I love that, he is able to have those tough conversations and he wants people to get outside of their comfort zone and you know just really get out of your your little bubble you know that people have and you know just talk to these people talk to people that are not of your ethnicity and really learn from each other and grow from each other so we can you know really listen to each other and and stop the violence and be better people and educate each other and just read some books you know you know, just talk to the people and really get to know them. And so I, that is my Ball of the Week, Jeremy Lin. He's such an amazing person. And I hope that, you know, he gets back into the NBA, you know, because he's in the G League right now. um But I know that he's going to do great things. And that is my Ball of the Week. I just want to leave y'all with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? I wanted to talk to you about a quote that I I read um, in a book I'm reading. It's called Becoming Muhammad Ali by James Patterson and Kwame Alexander. And I love reading books about, you know, people that are powerful, that inspire people, because um, I want to do the same thing. And this quote is, the only way to make a dream come true is to wake up and put the work in. And that was on page 175. And I really want to, you know, make my dreams come true. I want to be a sports journalist, you know, a paid sports journalist. And, you know, I want to be a best selling author. And um, also, I just want to be uh, a great entrepreneur. And, you know, what dreams do you have that that you desire, you know, that you want to have that you want to accomplish? You know, I think Everyone has a dream. Everyone has a purpose and we must be able to, you know, work for it and not just dream about it, but actually work for it. And so I think that quote was very powerful and just made me think, made me think about, you know, what I'm doing to accomplish my goals and my dreams. And if if I'm putting enough work in, you know, and so I just want y'all to, you really think about that really think about what you want to do with your life. And if you're pursuing what you're passionate about, you know, I'm passionate about sports and writing and, and health and mental health. Um, and, you know, just helping people. And so, you know, I just want y'all to think about that, you know um, you know, just what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want? What is your purpose? You know, really think about that, reflect on that. And, You know, I also, um, just wanted to talk about what has been going on, you know, in the media, you know, just going on in the world with the, uh, the killings of the Asians, Asian Americans. Um, I think that's really wrong. Um, it just made me so mad, you know, you know, black people are hated on and, and killed and now the Asian Americans are being hated on and killed. Um, you know, it's been like that for a while. Um, you know, we've. You know, people of color have always been discriminated against. And I think that's wrong. And, you know, I think that, you know, we need to do better as a society, um, you know, and just really think about how we treat people and how we talk to people. And, you know, you know, we need to use our voices. You know, I may be a small voice in this podcasting world, but I do have a voice. um, And, you know, we should use it. And I'm going to use mine. So, you know, I just think that it's crazy how, you know, these just people just be shooting people just because they don't like them or they don't understand them or don't want to communicate with them or, you know, don't think that, you know, Asian Americans cause Corona. That's not true. So I think that's crazy how, you know, people will just hate you because of your your skin color, um, you know, I've had my my own um, racism experiences um, in pre-K, I was discriminated against because, in, in pre-K, because I was just a quiet, shy person and I didn't talk much and the teacher thought I was stupid, you know, so um, it's really crazy how, you know, just being a person of color, is is something that people hate on and um, it really makes me think about, you know, how people are um, and it just makes me mad, you know, so I really had to, um, you know, just talk about it and I would love to, you know, have a conversation about it, um, you know, just what your thoughts are on it, um, you know, I just hope that people change Um, it's, it's something that needs to be done quickly. You know, just, it's, it's about time, you know, people need to stop hating each other. We need to love each other. We need to understand each other, communicate with each other, um, and just stop hating each other. Um, and that's what I wanted to say on that matter. Um, and I really, um, appreciate all the love and support that I'm getting with my podcast and um, thank you and I am ready to, you know, just keep using my voice and hope y'all have a great day, you know, um, and just treat people with kindness and love and respect and also stay bold, stay brave and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? My name is Keisha Swafford, and I'm here with Aggie Dent. She is the host of Adventures with Aggie, and she's an NY student, and I'm so happy to have her on the show. I'm super excited, following with Keisha. Um, I just wanted to, you know, just to get to know her, um, I saw her on Twitter, and um, I just wanted to know, like, you know, Adventures with Aggie was a really cool title for a podcast, and it just made me instantly interested in, you know, getting to know her. So thank you for so much for having me, just getting on my show, and uh, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great thank you so much for having me on I'm excited to be here and it's nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> yes this is a first time meeting she's so beautiful guys I wish I could you could see her she's she's amazing um, and I just wanted to know because uh, I saw you on the Courtney Harden show and um, you know it was just a great conversation I was really interested in you know knowing know who she is and what, how many people she's interviewed. It's such an interesting, diverse podcast. And um, I just wanted to get to know you as a person as well. So um, first question I want to ask you is like, who were your role models growing up and who do you look up to now and why?
2: Yeah, I think growing up, my parents pushed me a lot. Um, they, I guess, allowed me to dive into all different kinds of things growing up. I played all kinds of sports. I did lots of different art classes and dance things. It's just like music. You know, I was trying to figure out what my thing was growing up. So my parents really kind of gave me that freedom to decide what I wanted to do and how I wanted to get there. Um, And then sports came, I I guess, a little bit later. And then I had my injury, which I know we're going to talk about later as well. Um, And then I kind of, I guess, their kind of willingness to let me participate in so many different things at such a young age helped a lot um, when I was trying to figure out what my path would be, even though I still don't really know what my path is, you know, I feel like it changes every five minutes, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) they helped a lot when I was trying to figure out what to do and where to go to college and things like that. Um, and then I think now it's, I obviously talk to a lot of different podcasters, you know, getting ideas and kind of, I don't know if that's a mentorship or more of like a, um, advice giving kind of relationship, um, of what people are doing on their shows and things like that. Um, But I've had some really, really awesome internship supervisors and things that helped me a lot um, along the way. I've had some really cool coaches as well growing up that helped a bunch, you know, um, Miss Munger. She was great. She was my um, majorette coach when I used to twirl batons. And um, she was very honest and willing to help us out, which helped a lot and kind of shaped my mind around like what coaches, what coaches should be like um, at the time. But yeah, I think those are kind of my parents and then Ms. Munger helped a lot. Um, and it changes, I guess, depending on the situation, who I'm going to ask for help or guidance and stuff like that. But yeah.
1: That's awesome. You know, like, you know, you never know who's going to impact you in your life. Right. Um, especially just, you know, in school. I mean, I love school. I love being just learning um, a lot. Of, I had an English teacher. We had like a love-hate relationship because one time- <laughs> I was an emotional kid. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, she was like always trying to teach me how to do the right thing. Cause I love English and you know um, we had these little journals we did in the beginning, which that was my favorite thing to do. Cause I love writing. And um, wow. yeah, so we had like a little, I don't forgot what it was about, but I got mad at her and I just left my uh, left the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just stormed out. I was like, I just like, I'm leaving. And then she came. She was oh like, God. later on, I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know? Cause I was like, I don't know what was going on with me, but uh, <laughs> I, almost, I had a, I, I had a tough, uh, you know, I guess, you know, you know, high school was tough for me, <laughs> um, but I just, I guess I took it out on her. I think she was telling telling me to like, you know, cause I would talk a lot in class sometimes. And then, you know, I think she got mad at me cause I was talking too much and I just stormed out. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think she was, she'd be, eventually became my role model. Um, she like even when I graduated like I think um, when I was doing a talent show and I was reciting a poem and she was one of the ones I was like good job you did such a great job I'm so proud of you and I was like (laughs) oh you still like me (laughs) (laughs) so you never know and um, your your parents are are so instrumental in um, what you do in life and so I'm yep. so happy that they were able to get, you know, get you involved in a lot of stuff, because I wish I could have gotten into gymnastics. i always been interested in gymnastics, but yeah. I don't know. It's just something that never, it's not a lot of things you can do here in a small town, so. Sure, sure. It's all good. Um, So <laughs> what kind of injuries, you know, did you have in high school? Because I, I heard that um, on the Courtney Hart show that you broke your feet. Like, how that happen?
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. Growing up, I did all kinds of sports, like I said before, and I would I kept putting because my feet hurt like I would just say like my feet hurt mommy my feet hurt like after cheerleading practice like my feet hurt and we couldn't figure out what it was um so I went to all kinds of doctors like all over the United States really Ohio Texas just a bunch of different places um trying to figure out why my feet hurt so bad after standing up for 10 minutes like it was Wow. Like such little time. I couldn't figure out why I was having this pain. Um, I went to some doctors. They're like, oh, just get new shoes. And like, I knew it wasn't that like <laughs> it's much worse than that. Um, right. So I went to a whole bunch of doctors. They didn't know what was wrong. So I just kind of dealt with it for a little while. And then when I was trying out for my high school major at Lyne. Um, I twirling batons. I loved it. I, every day after school, we had a practice session. We were learning the routines. We were trying to get prepared for the tryout on Friday. And I ended up like gradually just over that week using my feet too much because they couldn't take it because of this pain that I was having before. And just over time, I um, shattered the bones and the balls of my feet. Ooh. And um, I it was probably already like fractured or something, but just that week of the repetition every single day, um, they they shattered. <laughs> and um I it just feels like I'm walking on, like pins and needles or something like in my feet. Is but um, okay
1: now.
2: It's okay. Like I mean uh I was in a cast in a wheelchair for several weeks um trying oh, to like yeah. let them heal and they didn't which is okay. Like it sounds a lot more traumatizing than it is. Like they're still broken today, but like I I'll go on a run. Like just because it's I know it's not gonna get better and like I'm not gonna let them stop me from doing things that I want to do. so yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, so like I still feel it every day of my life, but um you know, it is what it is, and have to make the best of it. I moved to New York City willingly. I knew I was gonna have to walk miles every day, so right, <laughs> um, right. you know, I couldn't let them stop me from doing that. but, uh, yeah, it's it was rough. like it was rough then, and I kind of turned to different things like once I was, once I knew this was a permanent injury, I kind of turned more to the music side of things. I started singing, I started playing instruments cause I knew I couldn't hurt my feet doing that. So, exactly <laughs> I did that, and then I was like, wait, I really like this sports thing. So I started studying sports and now here I am kind of figuring out the business of sports. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause I was wondering, I was like, uh, after all that, I'll be like, you know what? I'm done with sports. Uh, I think <laughs> it's something that, you know, God's saying, no, don't do that anymore. Um yeah. and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you you're still able to you know pursue sports and just yeah. learn more about you know behind the scenes you know about sports, right. and not just the physical aspect of it, which is really yeah. cool. Um, so you know what 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 motivated you to just you know say okay, I'm still going to be interested in sports and right, you know, I, I'm not going to let anything stop me.
2: Yeah, I. I loved sports. Like, I loved it. Whether, even though I wasn't playing it, like, if I wasn't playing it, if I didn't have practice, I was watching somebody. I didn't care who was on. I was watching whatever was on. Even like now, if there's not a game on, like, I'll turn on, I don't know, the cornhole championships, like, whatever's on ESPN, you know, <laughs> I'll watch yeah. it. So, um, <laughs> I, that was like, I guess, into my life at such a young age, I grew up next to a racetrack and like my dad would take me to the racetrack and we go watch the cars. And like, that was just what I knew, I guess, growing up. And um, I took a little break. Like I did, I started, I turned to music. I was doing more like show choir, a cappella, like just completely different than the sporting stuff that I had done growing up. And um, then I realized once I was going to school, I was like, oh my gosh, I can study this. Like, that's crazy. I can major in sports management. So I turned to that. And um, I knew that I wanted to have that in my life. I like the like competitive and go, go, go kind of lifestyle that sports makes you have. Um, Whether you want it or not, it's coming if you're going to go into the sports industry. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I knew I wanted that. And here we are, I guess, four years later, I'm still studying sports and I'm going to um, Columbia next fall to do a master's in sports management as well. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Exciting. Um. Yeah. I still like it. We're still here. So (laughs) that's
1: good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're still here and you're still, you know, just learning more about the business side. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to know what attracts you to the business side of sports.
2: Yeah. I, so when I was younger, we went to IndyCar races, like the open wheel racing, um, at Barber Motorsports Park, which is the racetrack in my backyard in Birmingham, Alabama. And, um, there was this girl that was there and her name was Jessica. I don't remember her last name now, but Jessica was great. She saw me because I was in like my racing gear and I'm like a little girl, you know, like among all of these people at the racetrack, like just a little girl that's like super into it. Right. Like I was trying to figure out like where are the drivers, like, where's the car, like the pit crew, like just looking at everybody at the track. And I seen her, like, I would just pass her like, be like, Oh, there she is. and She's with this driver now. And she's taking this guy somewhere. And I wanted her job because she was so cool. She got to like coordinate where the race car drivers went and where they did this and when they had to be on the podium accepting their trophies. And I thought that she was like the coolest person ever when I was a little girl. So um, she was the person when I saw like, oh, it's not just a race. Like you can't just show up like at a basketball game and like they're just playing. Like there's thousands of people that it takes to put on this event. And I think seeing her just because she was one person that I saw over and over again doing so many different pieces of this event I was like man I want to do that so I had no idea but I ended up interning for that company that Jessica worked for a few years later and once I got there I was like wait this is definitely what she was doing and then I she had left she um had she has a family now she had a baby so she left the company but I was like oh my gosh I'm doing it like I realized like that was what I wanted to do when I was a little girl and now here we are doing it and um I, working for that company called Bruno event team in Alabama, just putting on events, learning the background of logistics and of things that became super exciting to me. Like now I go to a sporting event. I'm like, okay, how many people did it take to get to this point or what had to go on in order for me to be sitting in the seat right now? You know, something like that. Especially so, during Corona. Yeah. It's very, very different now. <laughs> I yeah. will say I haven't been to a game in over a year. Um, which is crazy, but yeah, it, maybe yeah. one day I'll be back at Madison Square Garden sometime soon, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I would love to go there, man. I've never been to Madison ah. Square Garden, but it's, uh, I, w- I just want to go to a game. I've never been to a, like a live like NBA game or anything like that, yeah. but I do love going to the games, you know, in my area, and I just, I can still feel the adrenaline, the rush, the, you know, just the competitiveness, you know, just, yep. Being able to be there is 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 more, way more different than just watching it on 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 TV. So definitely, that's awesome. Definitely, yeah. Um, and what is your favorite part about working in sports and you know just being in sports in general?
2: Yeah, I think it's the team, the teamwork part, right? Like the team isn't just who's playing the game. It's not just the soccer players that are out on the field, or just the baseball players that are out on the diamond. It's everybody. And like, that's why, like when you win a world series, everyone gets a ring, you know, it's not just the right. players that's, it's the whole team part of like the industry that makes it so much more, I guess, unique than other industries, because like, I don't know, I, I don't know this, because but I feel like working in a bank or I don't know, something like that, there's not like a teamwork camaraderie, like something like that, that you can't, you can't get that outside of sports and also the bond like the fans and the bond that the team has with these fans that's something completely unique to sports like sure you can probably get something similar in um music and entertainment or something like they love their singer band whoever it is that day but I feel like with sports it's like repetitive engagement and loyalty and dedication to the team that I haven't seen anywhere else like if if you know like please let me know and I'd love to check it out but it's it's different it's really different and being able to work for a team that has that and values that as well like going into I worked or I interned with um, a soccer team last year I didn't really have like a favorite soccer team before then. Like I just didn't watch much much soccer, but now I'm completely brainwashed and I'm like a huge diehard fan for this team, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. So the yeah, guys. I think the loyalty.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, you know, because there's some loyal Lakers fans, and yeah, uh, you know, they're just diehard Lakers fans, and um, you know, just a lot of you know fans like years and years, like Kansas City Chiefs. My dad diehard kansas city chiefs fan so he was like eight before they even started winning he was yeah. still like yeah like, pulling for kansas city i'm like okay <laughs> <It is. laughs> he believed them. he believed in them and he was super yeah. excited when they won the super bowl so <laughs> he it wasn't in vain dad it wasn't in vain <laughs> so uh, i don't want to start talking about you know your your podcast adventures with aggie um I just love that, that title. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that title?
2: Yeah. Um, so, oh, that's, I've never been asked that before. So the name um, was already my, I had like a college blog, like moving to, from Alabama to New York, you know, and it was called Adventures with Aggie and it was my okay. Instagram handle. And I was like, oh, like, that's fun. Cause like, it was an adventure, right? Like moving Birmingham, Alabama to New York city. Like that was like country girl taking on New York, you know, that whole story. So, um, that was already my Instagram. And then I, when I was coming up with the show, I, I didn't really mean to make a podcast in the beginning. It was kind of like a, I'm leading these events and like talking, doing Q and A's with athletes. And then I was like, wait, if I record this, I can put it out there and that makes a podcast. And then like, once i had recorded one, I was like, wait, now I need to like brand it, make a name and stuff like that. And, um, I was talking with my parents and they were like, you already have the adventures with Aggie, like brand, so to speak. So right. just use it. So I did. Um, and now it's more, I guess, not my adventures. It's talking about their adventures or whoever the athlete is that comes on that day. Um, just how sport impacts their lives and like what adventures it's brought them because like sports is a lifestyle, you know, it's not just a job and <laughs> odds are you're going to move across the country or something. Um, and there's an adventure so yeah I guess I already kind of had the name now it's just the show and my name is not Adventures Daggy on social anymore that's the show <laughs> but, um, it's yeah I guess that's how it started that is super cool like I love
1: it I love it how, so how <laughs> long you been in New York now I've lived here for four years now okay so yeah. do you, it was the adventure you you, you always wanted. it
2: yeah i love it i loved it i needed the the hustle and bustle of the city i love it um and being able to i this was the weirdest thing when i moved home or back home i guess for the first summer after living in new york for a year i my mom said something like about let's go to best buy and i was like okay like in my head best buy is a 10 minute walk down the street in new york but in Alabama that's a 30 or 45 minute drive and I was oh, wow. not prepared <laughs> I was so not prepared for that but um yeah no I love the city I'll be here for a few more years at least um it's been amazing that is awesome
1: um I w- one day I want to visit New York uh yeah. hopefully in the future um because yes. since my mom's from New York uh, yeah. I've been asking my mom like hey when are you gonna take us to New York like let's, yeah let's yeah <laughs> so that'd be <laughs> awesome down. Um, so, you know, I think it's a really cool that you, you know, you just talk to so many people, um, so many diverse people and just in different genres, different sports. Um, what, how, what what you think that makes you stand out like from other
2: podcasts? Yeah, I think it does. Um, just because I don't have like my one sport that I cover all the time or even like the big four, like I, yeah, I like football basketball baseball and hockey but I don't talk about that every day like I have um I like having the guests from all over the world talk about how the sport impacts their lives off the field or off the court or whatever that is so that can happen in any sport right I've had ultimate frisbee I've had amputee soccer I've had street basketball not NBA but street basketball okay Um, it's it's really cool seeing how like it's not so much about the specific sport it's just how sport in general affects these people um and learning about I don't I'm learning like while I'm doing it you know like I don't know very much about street basketball so when I'm asking the questions I'm genuinely asking the questions you know like, <laughs> right, like tell me what's yeah, going on. I want to know so um I do think that sets me apart like the episode, I didn't, like I said earlier, I had an interview with a general manager of an ultimate frisbee team located in Washington, DC. I didn't know that there was like a real professional ultimate frisbee league in the United States. And when he was talking about it, it's huge, right? And now I hope that I can provide that platform for him. And now other people go play ultimate because that's cool. But um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how the audience responds to having these unique sports come into the show. Um, I've had a lot of swimmers and I don't think swimming is one that's talked about very much either, no, um, just compared to baseball and football, soccer, whatever it is. But um, yeah, no, I love having diverse guests, diverse sports as well.
1: Yes. I used to play Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Like, um, I don't, I forgot, I think it was in college and I wanted to just, you know, try something new and it was kind of fun. Like it's not as, it's it's kind of complicated a little bit, but yeah. um, it's, it's, it's fun. I don't know. I think I just didn't get into it. Like there was not a lot of people sure. into it. So I was like, it was hard to, just stay with it, but yeah, it was fun when I
2: played. <laughs> so, it's cool. Like it's yeah. cool to watch.
1: <laughs> right. Like I would like to like learn more about it and maybe I could start yeah. it up again. You never know. For sure. Sure, it's out there, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, and what, what, like your most interesting sport, what have you that was the which sport have you learned about, like that was the most interesting?
2: Yeah, I think my favorite, my favorite topic, I guess, is um, Paralympics or adaptive sport. It's absolutely fascinating to hear about these people's stories that they've gone through trauma, they have a disability, they have some condition that they just can't change about themselves. And that's sometimes looked down upon, or it's, there's a really negative connotation with them playing sports or trying to play sports or just living life. You know, sometimes it's, it's hard for people that have these disabilities and being able to see somebody who's gone through trauma or has a disability, find sport to be their outlet to do something really cool. And like, that, that is their thing. Like it's fully embodied in them. It's fascinating. So all of that to say, I did a series on the England amputee football association, football is in soccer. And it was so cool hearing their stories. They, the rules of amputee soccer, I had no idea, like the field, the people in the field, you can only have one leg and you play on crutches and the goalkeeper can only have one arm. And that's just fascinating. Like, I've never heard this before. Um, So their series was amazing. It was so cool. And then the next one that's coming up um, next Monday, I think, is when it starts, is on the National Wheelchair Basketball Association. And these people are awesome. We have gold medalists. We have coaches. We have the CEO, commissioners, like people, all different angles of the NWBA. And just sharing, like, what their organization does for people that have gone through horrific things, right, is so cool to be able to share that story with them and learn about it. Because I'm not, like, completely honest with you, I'm not an avid wheelchair basketball watcher, you know? (laughs) And that's changed. changed. Yeah, seriously, they're not. There aren't very many fans out there. And I, yesterday, I was watching the college national championship, you know, because I want to learn now. So, um, yeah, I think the England amputee soccer team and the National Wheelchair Basketball Association have been my favorite interviews to kind of go through um, and just learn from. And hearing these stories is so motivational too. So those are probably my favorite ones so far. That is awesome.
1: Like I I just, whenever I um, listen to uh, you um, talking to Courtney, I, I heard about the wheelchair amputees and I was just like, I, it just opened my mind to like, okay, there's a whole new world of sports I didn't know about. So, yeah. thank you for you know bringing light and you know to that to those sports because I never would have heard about it um if I hadn't right. you know learned it from you. So thank you.
2: Sure.
1: Um, and what other big projects are you working on, and what's next in your series for um, Aggies? You know, your Adventures yeah. with Aggie.
2: Yeah. Um, I've got we're doing a soccer freestyle series right now so like all those crazy videos you see of people like juggling the balls on their heads their backs their knees their shoulders that that fun stuff that's coming oh that's <laughs> um, awesome yeah it's it's wrapping up this week we've been going we're kind of in the middle of it i guess and then the national wheelchair basketball association series is coming um and then i guess the other kind of piece of the show that we're working on now is accessibility because like what i was talking about we're all about adaptive sport and making everything available to everyone um so we're making transcriptions we're providing booklets and like the written version of the interviews as well if you can't consume audio content like I don't want somebody that can't hear to not be able to like hear my show so we're making books um we're also kind of we're working on just providing a platform for adaptive sport as well um I think it's one of those things that just isn't talked about enough and Um, I find it fascinating and so cool to talk to these people and like be able to provide that kind of exposure for them. So, um, just working with a couple other teams and leagues, nothing super, I guess, solidified, but just trying to make the show accessible and inclusive, um, to all kinds of sports. Cause I don't want to say like, oh, you don't play NFL, NBA or MLS or whatever. Like, I don't want to just block it off to those, those people, you know? Um, But there's lots of fun things coming up, too, on the show, just as we work up to the Olympics, because I've done um, quite a few interviews with Team USA Olympians and Paralympians who are on the way. So hopefully the Olympics happen. If not, that's sad, but um, hopefully they do. And we have a lot of cool content coming. Instagram Lives. We have our book coming out with the different interviews transcribed and stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> yes, I, you're, going, you're doing big things, girl. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it. Man, yeah, I can't funny. wait to, to. Uh, I just described to your podcast. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to definitely, you know, listen and be on the lookout yeah. for all your new episodes. And I'm super excited that you you got on my show. And I'm just honored. And I can't wait for you to, you know, blow up and, you know, just get more <laughs> more, more people on your show on your show and just get more views and just more listeners. So, awesome. Yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. And you know, I just want to. Uh, can you tell us where to find you on your platform or your social media? Yeah.
2: Um, so the podcast is at Adventures with Aggie LLC, and then the podcast is on all platforms spotify apple Podcasts, um google Podcasts, youtube adventures with aggie on everything um it's also on facebook twitter tiktok tiktok's coming that's another part of all those projects and moving pieces okay (laughs) so adventures with aggie tiktok it's coming soon um yeah adventures with aggie on everything
1: awesome i can't wait i'm going to get on tiktok now (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah i have a tiktok i don't even use it so i need to get on that But thank you so much for just coming on the show. Can't wait for it to air. And um, I'm just going to end it with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay ballin'. Peace.
0: (laughs) Y'all, we were just talking about uh, what makes me... Oh, well, who were you most happy for in the Super Bowl, right? So who were you most happy for in the Super Bowl? Everybody talked. Maybe it was Tom Brady. Maybe you were happy for and Dominican Sue, who I was most happy for um, after a long career, right? Um, but I'll tell you this. I'm most happy when I can go into my situation as a man. And know that I'm confident. Feel confident doing it, right? I'm most happy when my wife gives me the ready-to-go eyes. And I know that happens more often when I am fully trimmed and I'm ready to rock, man. Listen, I want to tell you about Manscaped. Because that that's what's keeping me right now as a refined gentleman. Manscaped is doing that for me. I've had several different instances where I use the, the clippers. But well, I told you, it's not a real tradition of mine, man. But I've done it before. I tried to go down with the clippers way, way, way too scary. To make that thing happen, but Manscaped have come out with um the Lawnmower 3.0 and now I can go into that situation with confidence. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest situation hair trimmer <laughs> ever created the lawnmower 3.0 the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscape y'all and it has been an absolute lifesaver i love it i love it i love it listen we're refining the gentleman all you have to do is go to manscape.com put in mtmv 20% off plus free shipping on any order. Any order. So if it's $10, 20% off just for you because you put in the code MTMV.